Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. We've got 25 more minutes left here on this program. We appreciate you listening. Should you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Tim, Fred, and now Steve Jordahl joined us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, everybody. Hey, folks, uh, Israel is open for business, so we're going back with our annual tour resuming March 2023. We normally go in March every year, but the last two years... uh, you know, because of something called COVID, maybe you've heard of it. They uh, made it, uh, they shut down the country for a long time. And uh, so we're going back in March 2023. No vaccine shot is required to get into Israel. They stopped that in March. Praise and the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, um, so we're going, and that's the plan. And if you want to look into going with us, then you just need to visit our website because all the information is there, twholyland.com, twholyland.com. Yes, I say W just like George Bush does. <laughs> if, you're, if you're listening in uh, northern Michigan right now and wondering, what did he just say? I said W. W. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got so, it. I got it. TWHolyLand.com is the website. You, you're in, how would you say uh, W in, um, in Northern California? W. So it's a slight difference. Or is it a big difference? Would you uh, say? Well, uh, I coming, don't know. W? W? TW? Uh, TW, Ho- Holyland. TW Holyland.com. TW Holyland, yeah. But if you say W. W. TW? You well, dra- you, you, they, I think people would know what you mean, but yes. you might take a little bit of mocking for it. <laughs> right, gotcha. I got the Paisley guy, tie going on today, yeah. though, right? Today, I am. This, is, I'm, this I, is Paisley. I do have that pattern yes, down. Yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. Is that, is that also been in your closet since the 80s? Nope. This is fairly new. Yeah, okay. Well. You know, uh, Steve is a minority here at AFA. Yeah. You mean a Californian or what? No. No? He's the only one who wears a tie, yeah. I think. <laughs> Only one in the newsroom. Well, about all over our campus. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, he's reached that point. He's a, he's outstanding. That's one thing my dad and I did not have in common at all. Huh? <laughs> yeah, your dad. My dad was a Methodist minister. Kind of white shirt and tie, right? He wore a tie almost every day. Uh-huh. Huh? I can't remember him without a tie. No, he wore a tie. Hmm. Uh, uh, I, yeah, it was rare. <laughs> He, on the weekends, now, on Saturdays. Oh, of course. Saturdays was his only tieless day because Sunday's church, right? Got to, yep. you know, this is back in the day of the Sunday best, back yes. in the 60s, 70s, and even into the 80s. But, uh, you know, when I, I was, yeah, I, I did not get that from him. In the 60s, yeah. the image of church. Oh, yeah. Uh, men's suits were either black or gray. Yeah. White shirts. Hats. Only white shirts. Hats. Like, it was an explosive when we went to blue shirts. Right, right. You're allowed to wear a blue shirt. You were a liberal. Oh, yeah. There goes the church. (laughs) The minute they let drums up on the stage, man. (laughs) Oh, that was it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, yeah. Uh, So, I I, I only wear uh, ties. I I don't think ties are a sign of spirituality or one way or another or Christian devotion one way or another. Yes. 
so I reserve ties for basically three occasions that I can think of. We're in May, right? Mm-hmm. If, if, well, I don't even wear ties to graduations anymore. I quit that too. Unless I have to, you know, some kind of, I don't know. Yeah. But it's rare. So yeah. I, I guess a, a wedding, you probably will wear a tie. Yeah, that, yes, I would. Yeah. Uh, well, I have to sometimes. Yeah. On weddings, if it's at a, in a church. Yes. In a high church, especially by high church, I mean, you know, where they expect you to dress up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, and if somebody dies, yeah, you know, you got to go to a funeral, which is, that's when people die. You go to a funeral. <laughs> Y'all tracking with me here? Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, gotcha. then you, then a lot of times you got to wear a tie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, out of respect for the deceased and their family. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but other than that. Yeah. Huh? Not uh, anymore. I'm, Society has changed. It yeah. has. I told uh, our staff. I'm getting to where I say things. I repeat myself because you get to be 59. I guess that's when that starts, huh? <laughs> you repeat yourself and everybody has to look at you like they haven't heard it before. But <laughs> I told our staff uh, a few months ago, I said, uh, you know, we are so dressed down here at American Family Association, American Family Radio, which is completely contrary to tw- even 25, 30 years ago when we, everybody were, you know, dressed up to come to work pretty much. But I said, it appears to me. Oh, I know what it was. Allison, my wife, said, <clears throat> I put on some clothes one day, and she said, are you sure you want to dress like that to go to work? And, uh, you know, you're the president. You know, you need to set an example. And I said, as far as I can tell, post-COVID, anything short of pajamas is allowed at our office. Huh? Yeah. So, anyway. People, people get used to working from I home. I know. And when you when you start dressing casually... You know, and comfortably, mm-hmm. you don't want to go back to no. the to the button down tie. And look. we full circle to Steve. Yeah. yeah. All right, Steve. <laughs> anyway, Steve. To Steve's credit, he maintains the tradition here uh-huh. of uh, wearing a tie to work. And uh, so, Steve, uh, uh, what's in the news this morning, brother? Well, um, <clears throat> we've been looking for someone to talk to in Uvalde um, to kind of give us some first-hand knowledge of what's going on there. And I did find a pastor today. The, te- the Texas town. The Texas the town where the yeah. shooting had yeah. happened. Uh, Tommy Larner is the Del Rio Uvalde Baptist Association Director of Missions. Retired IMB missionary. Um, has 10, 15, 20 churches, uh, Baptist churches, both Southern Baptist and other Baptist churches in this association. And uh, I did get a hold of him today. And uh, he's he agreed to talk with us a little bit about what happened and and how how things are going let's start with this um we've been seeing images of uh of parents that are uh grieving because they found out that their children are not coming home some of them had to wait a lot longer than you would think was reasonable to find out this news listen to cut 12. there were were, were families that had to wait till 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night before they got the final word that their precious child was one of those. Uh, they were missing up to that point, and they had a pretty good idea that they were deceased, but they didn't have the final word. Can you imagine having to live with that? Yeah, that's tough. I heard a little bit about that this morning, and it is sad, uh, 
but in some cases, uh, the wounds were so bad, so severe, that they couldn't just ID it from a picture. They oh. had to get the DNA of the parents to match wow. the DNA of the of the body that was in front of them. So, so just you, horrible. You ask yourself, where's God in all this, right? That's the question. How, do you, how could God allow this to happen is, is what people wrestle with. And I asked uh, Tommy, uh, Pastor uh, Tommy, how he answers that question, because he's getting it. Cut 11. Pray that our churches no. will, 11. all of God's people, will be very sensitive. Okay, this is, uh, then try to, 13. The, to I, the dear folks. I, this, is, this is not the right cut. Ultimately, it comes to that power of sin in his life. And I'm, I mean, how could somebody go that far? I cannot answer that, but I can say this, that there's a loving Heavenly Father that wants to embrace those dear dear families that have lost their precious children. And those two dedicated teachers, can you imagine her, their families? I, I, I can't uh, imagine. You know, the theological questions that come when tragedy strikes— even just an individual family, much less a community like this, where uh, you, you you would drive yourself insane trying to figure out or try to come up with a, a reason why a loving God, as the Bible says we have and we all believe in, would, quote, allow this to happen, quote. Sometimes I think we overthink this, right? And I'm not a theologian. Uh, I know a lot of theologians. and um, But it really comes down to, in my mind, to the fact that God gives people the ability to choose their actions on planet Earth. We are not robots. And by we, I mean saints or sinners, right. believers or non-believers. And there is evil in the world. The Bible's clear on that. <clears throat> and the Bible's clear... If you don't believe any of this, hey, that that also is your choice. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. The Bible says there is a entity. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong here. An entity uh, that that is present among us called Satan or the devil, yep. and he doesn't have a tail and two horns and is red. It's it's not funny. Okay. So, Satan sometimes enters the heart and the mind of people <clears throat> who have a free choice to do something. God does not stop all the people from making choices, and even if it sometimes does harm and heartache to innocent people or to or to his his children, his children being Christians, and that's been the way of. <laughs> that's been going on on planet Earth for since the beginning of time. Am I right? That's correct. 
So sometimes God intervenes and steps in, and that's called a miracle. But miracles are rare, or they or they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be miracles, right? I mean, we we maybe have all experienced times in our life when we say, "Well, that can't yeah. be this. This took place, and that can't be explained outside of something happening supernaturally." Right. So, um, but but that's not. That's not everyday life. That's not we we experience. Um, we 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 you know the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. So we all have to live in this world that's called fallen in the Bible, and uh, sometimes we suffer the consequences of other people's bad decisions and and uh, terrible actions. And that's what happened here, and it'll happen somewhere else today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, look at the poor people in Ukraine. They didn't. Huh? You might say, well, where's God? Why didn't God stop in Vladimir Putin from murdering those innocent people over there? Okay. Yeah. So you can, you can always ask. And, and if that bothers you, what I've just said, and you say, well, just, I just don't believe in God because the God, you say that it's a loving God. How could he allow this or this to happen? Well, as I say, <clears throat> there's sin in the world. There's disease. Uh, there's death. We are we all of us listening are going to die one day of something, uh, and so uh, that's why God sent Jesus to yes. redeem His people ultimately. So when uh, we suffer tragedy and heartache and death, that we have hope for a life everlasting, a life in heaven yes. uh, with Jesus in the future. Mm-hmm. You know when so. I don't know if any of that made sense. No, oh, I hope it did. It yeah. does. And uh, I think we asked the question of Pastor Jeffers yesterday of First Baptist Dallas, and it was that answer that God has given mankind uh, a choice. I mean, it goes all the way back to the early chapters of Genesis. Uh, Adam and Eve had it very good, the Garden of Eden. Uh, but they were tempted by Satan, and they agreed to go along with Satan. And that resulted in consequences. And so we live in a world that is suffering the consequences of a rebellion against God. and But our prayers still go out for these families who have lost these precious children, the two school teachers, the family of those two school teachers. And like you say, Tim, it may not get the profile of this particular news story, but things will happen today. That's, there are great injustice, but it's part of living in a fallen world. Right. <clears throat> so... Sometimes God intervenes to stop bad things from happening, and sometimes he doesn't. Yes. And we're not God, so we don't know. Yes. Huh? Yep. And we won't know where God intervened to stop something terrible happening. Because right. that's not going to make the news. Right. Those, those right. kinds right. of, because God has intervened. But God you know, is still and if in control. God made us, if God made everybody on planet Earth do this or that or the other, with no free will involved, then we would all be robots. That's yeah. right. Huh? That's right. So why would God create a planet of robots? It would reduce us to the same um, standard of intelligence and action as anyone in the animal kingdom. Yeah. Because there would be no conscience, because there would be no conscience to violate. So, And there would be no right or wrong, because there, there wouldn't be a need for a law because God would just speak and it would happen. And not that God is sitting down having fun pulling levers, because that's not at all what I believe, but certainly 
uh, it would be a um, an exercise in futility or pointless if God were to create a, a whole world with just that. I mean, right. Created man, uh, he wanted uh, man to have a choice because God wanted man to voluntarily love him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, robots don't love. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so God allows people on planet earth to make choices. Yes. And their choices determine a lot of times where we go or how our life goes. And if we, and, uh, Sometimes, like this 18-year-old guy out and kid, 18 years old, caught between a man and a boy, I guess you could say, made a horrible decision to get guns and go murder innocent people. And still, we don't know what the motive was. Uh, you know, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I said, what? I don't understand. Uh, he got mad at his grandma about uh, not about something, got an argument with his grandma, shot his grandma, and then goes to a school. Yeah. Pastor uh, Tommy said that uh, he heard, and he doesn't have firsthand knowledge of this, but he read or heard somewhere that he, the kid was arguing with his grandmother about who was going to pay the cell phone bill. Yeah, what, but whatever he, yes, but whatever he was arguing with his grandma about, he shot his grandma in the face, right. and then he goes, what I'm saying is uh, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason no. or logic to it. So, you know, if somebody's been bullied and then they go kill the people who bullied them, then you could say, well, that's horrible, but I understand why it happened. This case, guy kills his grand or not kills his grandmother, but shoots his grandmother in the face. I guess he thought he killed her, and then goes with body armor on to a elementary school. Yeah. He d he doesn't even go to a school where he went, his high school. You know what I'm saying? He goes and locks himself in. That's just pure evil. Yes. Uh, pure underdog. That's that's Satan going into somebody's mind and and and. Uh, and causing them to do horrible, evil, wicked things. That's all, that's the only reason you can mm -hmm. come up with. All right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Go ahead, Steve. The shooting in Uvalde was uh, inconvenient for uh, some people. Uh, I don't mean to be bl uh, blithe about that, but our former president, Barack Obama, uh, it really got in the middle of his message. Uh, so he tweeted out, uh, <laughs> As we grieve the children of Uvalde today... We should take time to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of George Floyd under the knee of a police officer. His killing stays with us all to this day, especially those who loved him. In the aftermath of his murder, a new generation of activists rose up to channel their anguish into organized action, launching a movement to raise awareness of systemic racism and the need for criminal justice and police reform. That's a tweet? Yeah, well, it's a couple tweets, but yeah. Yes. Keep what, your eye what, on the ball, what, people. What was the first thing he said? We oh. grie while we grieve the children of Uvalde today, and then, but don't think about that. Let's move on to George Floyd. That is awful. Yeah, he yes. took no small amount of heat for it, too. Yes. Huh? Well, a lot of people said, how, how dare you compare the death of these precious children to what happened with George Floyd? George Floyd uh, willingly got himself into drug problems. He, that day, arrest, uh, resisted the arrest of the police. Now, what the police officer did was wrong, and he has paid the consequences for that. But to compare the George Floyd incident to the horrible deaths of these sweet little innocent children, um, it, it's almost like Barack Obama said, 
I don't care what happened out there in Texas. I'm going to make a big issue of the fact it's the anniversary yeah. of George Floyd's death. Yeah. How, cal- how callous. You ever heard the expression shoehorn? Callous and cold. That's what Obama, he, 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 if he's going to do something like that, you need to do two separate tweets, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. He just felt like he needed to get his tweets over the way, I guess, so he could go golf or go to the beach or whatever. He, Read the room, Go out dude. to dinner with George Clooney or whatever he does on a daily basis now. But that is awful. To, 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 you got how many words you got about what happened in Texas? What do you say? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Hey, As we grieve the children of Uvalde today, and then a comma, comma, and then what do you say? We should take time to recognize that two oh, years have passed since George Floyd yep. died. Oh my goodness, that's just awful. That's terribly tacky to say the least. Yep. I, anyway, that's the image and. What, what do we need to remember about George Floyd? Well, I'm sorry he died, but we'll, and he shouldn't. Are we have gotta, died are we, for, he's not Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. No. We shouldn't. No. We don't need to be commemorating the death of George Floyd. It was an inflection point uh, for many in the African American community. It's the rise of Black Lives Matter. It's when they decided to embrace fully their victimhood, and uh, and. Make the rest of us feel guilty. For- <clears throat> I, that's, I, I'm, I, it's, I'm sorry that that took place. It's sad that he died, mm-hmm. and, but um, but it's not something to commemorate every every year, like yeah. we do. Uh, uh, as I say, for for really for real heroes uh, in American history. <clears throat> well, uh, and, anyway, and, and somewhat connected to that, uh, President Joe Biden yesterday holds this news conference to sign this executive order, uh, putting more restrictions on the activities of police officers. Again, less than 24 hours after these officers, first responders, went in risking their own lives to put an end to this shooter in Texas. I mean, the time. What did he do? Obama did. I mean, uh, so Biden yesterday put held a news conference to sign an executive order right. against any federal police officer, uh, putting restrictions on what they can do. Uh, putting uh, is that of, even constitutional? A president can alone decide. Peak just for federal police officers. But what they're doing is they are threatening local police officers yes. with financial penalties if they don't do this. Not only if they did, don't do what it well, this executive order did several things. It it um, did away with no knock warrants and certain restraint methods. It it stopped the sale or the purchase of used military equipment for the police. Yes, they usually they get these uh, armored personnel carriers. They don't have guns. They have they have armor. Mm-hmm. And I I was in Colorado Springs the day I was covering it as a reporter when this nut guy went into a Planned Parenthood building and started shooting out the window. And I personally saw four or five officers go into the fray in this armored vehicle so they could get to someplace. And more importantly, I saw them bringing back wounded mm-hmm. officers uh, with these body armors. They could never have gotten to them without this. But no, we can't have that. We are out of time. All right. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. You bet. Fred, appreciate your contributions today. Absolutely. Good to be here. And Chris Woodward and Brent Creeley, our producer, and others who are part of this program. We thank you for listening, folks. Day one of our seven-day suspension, our timeout by YouTube is over. You'd be like Walter Cronkite. 
This yeah. is day 42. Right. Or, no, it'd be like Ted Koppel, Ted Koppel, right? Yes. Ted Koppel. That's when Nightline was birthed, by the way. Was it called Nightline, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. ABC. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, everybody. Have a great afternoon. Thank you for listening to AFR. Thank you.